Welcome to the Sports Argument. Uh, today we're going to be talking a little NHL with you guys. Uh, playoff hockey's coming up here. Uh, I'm your co-host, Matt Vilcek. You can find me at uh, Matt1thockey. I'm also with my other co-host here, uh, Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? What's up, man? How are you? Ah, I'm doing all right. Back still hurting, but that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. We'll, we'll get through it. <laughs> we'll try. Ryan, where can they find <laughs> you on Twitter? You guys can find me at Melencia3 on Twitter. Awesome. So when everything uh, that he predicts today is wrong in the NHL uh, episode, you guys can just go find him and blame him for all of his wrong picks. That's, be, uh, that's, that's fine. You can blame me, and then you can come back and see that they're all right. So. <laughs> no. uh, today we have a guest. Uh, one of my uh, oldest and uh, longest friends. I've uh, been friends with him for over, what would we say, 16, 17 years. Uh, his name is Louis Dorlane. He can be found at Doers88 on Twitter. Uh, Louis, how you doing? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Evening, boys. Um, you know, just a sports guy. Just a sports guy like you two. Hopefully like our listeners. Same age as you guys in my 30s. Proud father of two little girls and a beautiful little dad bod I've got going over here. <laughs> And uh, yeah, out from, oh, I'm uh, sure when our YouTube gets up, they're all going to see the dad bods. <laughs> oh yeah, just why we keep the camera on the face, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, living in Oak Park, so close to the city. Hopefully, going to be able to catch some kind of sports. You know, I'm hearing there might be some, some people like some baseball games. We'll see. I'm hoping to do something. Anything. Oh, perfect. We're uh, we're glad to have you on here, man. I know you're yeah. uh, you know a lot about hockey like I do. We watch games together. We sat in specific chairs for specific superstitions and wore specific jerseys. <laughs> and uh, you know, one thing, uh, and I know our listeners have found this out about Ryan and Josh since they're such good friends that they never have a problem telling each other when they think that other person is wrong. Uh, you're going to find that out. Lewis, he wants to, to guest on a few other episodes uh, in the future. And you're going to find that about me and him. We have uh, oh, yeah. been friends for so long that if I think he's wrong, I'm just going to tell him he's wrong and he'll do the same thing to me. So it's going to be fun. Uh, guys, we're going to start off with uh, some hockey news. Uh, and funny enough, it pertains to all three of us being Blackhawks fans. Uh, yeah. uh, Corey Crawford, not eligible to practice on the first day back. What are we, what are we thinking, Lewis? You know, the verbiage is weird. When you first read unfit, you, I really just thought the guy was just chugging beers at another like Nickelback concert or something. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I mean, at least it's not his ankle. I'm not, or hopefully not his ankle. Um, I, I guess that's like the new way they have to like phrase it now, like under the new agree, agreement they have with the players. Um, you know, like a year ago, that'd be weird verbiage. But I guess now with all COVID stuff, that's what they're the, the term they're using. So we'll probably see that with a few more players, but I won't lie. I went from a guy thinking the Hawks have a chance to, if Crow's not playing, I don't see this being much of a series against Edmonton. Um, yeah. And I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later in our, uh, uh, in our, our matchup portion of the podcast. Cause yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm right there with you. Yeah. So definitely, definitely right there with you. Ryan, what are you thinking about this whole Crawford deal again yeah man i'm kind of in the same boat with lewis like the verbiage is weird um it's uh like i i know the nhl is very different than a lot of other sports where they don't really disclose the injury they just say upper body lower body like they're very vague you don't know really what's going on with them until the season's over and then they like oh yeah they had surgery on this or mm -hmm. this was going on whatever so i don't know 
I'm a little concerned because I don't know exactly what it is. Is it – did he test positive for corona maybe, and that's why he's unfit to play? Is it still concussion symptoms going on that he's going to have for the rest of his life? I, you know, it's just kind of worrisome. Well, like I think you that's said, a- with, with, with that, with not having a solid backup like we did – before this, if Crow can't play, that's you know we'll get into our picks later. I have the Hawks winning, like Lewis said, that you had a chance. If Crow's not playing, that, yeah, I don't think they'll have a chance against Edmonton. But no, well, I think that's the issue. The issue is the uh, the verbiage, like both of you guys have said, the verbiage. What does that mean? Does that mean that he, uh, you know, everywhere you go now, if you go to a doctor's appointment or you go uh, into a hospital or something like that, they take your temperature right away well did they did he walk into the stadium and he was running a little bit of a fever was he like lewis said was he was he chugging you know 24 a case of beer every weekend you know not doing anything to get ready for the season uh or you know was what is it a concussion thing i mean they they don't really get to to tell us anymore and that mm-hmm. kind of from a fan's standpoint that really not really appreciated by our standpoint because we don't know what's going on one thing i did here is um a possibility and you know you hope this is the possibility um, is, you know, they had a kid like I think in April. So they have a newborn at home and, you know, it could be a situation where they had to talk about it and say, this isn't a comfortable thing, you know, it, you know, not to cross too many sports here, but it's kind of like the Michael Kopech thing with those socks going on right now where he's sitting out because, you know, they're saying that his wife might be pregnant. So, you know, hopefully it's just a family matter and he's trying to be safe, but you know, other teams are talking about, players not playing because of COVID and just coming out with it, why wouldn't they just say, look, this guy's not comfortable. He's got a family and he's not playing. So that's, that's where it's kind of getting confusing. Yeah. I think he hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. I say, I know it's a hockey podcast, but I'm a little worried about Kopech as well. Yeah. After, well, that's uh, the thing is we're all the, from the pitching coach came out and was like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just, I'm just worried about him. I'm like, man, is this head in the right place? So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's uh it's a rough thing. Um, and I know, like I said, the viewers are going to know that, uh, you know, we're Chicago based, if you will. Uh, I don't know how this happens, but maybe it's the reason we're all friends. Oh, uh, you have three Sox fans on a podcast today. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting, uh, interesting enough, but so with this whole, I mean, putting this Crawford thing aside, um, if we switch gears here a little bit, what are we hearing about the COVID stuff? Like what about these players? And I mean, if you guys heard, I mean, I've heard of a couple people already that aren't playing, but um, you know, what are your thoughts on them not playing in general? Um, You know, I don't know. I mean, right now it's not a huge deal. I don't think, you know, I think there's what like five or six players that kind of come out and said that they weren't playing. Yeah. You know, yeah. not not any not any of your big names that like no. you know like a casual like fan would know or whatever. So like that's kind of like with baseball too. Some players were kind of saying they weren't playing, but like or like the NBA as well. But none of them like big players. But that's what worries me is like if some of these big players start dropping out, like what is that going to do for the games itself and for like the casual fans tuning in just to watch the tournament? You know. I think another thing we have to consider too is like not to overplay the term, but like it's these guys are hockey guys. They're hockey players. They're kind of crazy. They're kind of tough as yeah. shit. They don't care, you know. Like they're gonna go out there and do it, and they're not gonna 
tiptoe around it when they're talking about it. They're just going to say either they're, you know, jumping on the horse or they're not. And I think that's why, you know, like you said, there's only really a handful of people that have really backed out. Um, and a lot of them are because they've, from what I've read, either have symptoms or it's a family thing. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, you, you hear some of these players from the NBA kind of complaining about the food that they're getting served in this bubble in Disney. That's a hard, <laughs> that's a hard one to, to listen to. And, you know, you're not going to hear that from these hockey guys. They're just going to, they're just going to take it on the chin and go out there. But like you said, Ryan, you know, until someone, when these big names get sick, God forbid, you know, is this just going to be how it goes? Or is this going to be slowed down? Hopefully just nobody gets sick. Do you think that if uh, some of these players, I don't know, not just the big names, but if they start getting a, a lot of players that are coming down as positive, do you think that they'll try to finish this up and do it still? Or do you think this is like, are you worried about it uh, not like going all the way to the end, like having to cancel it partway through? I think they'll cancel it. You know, they, they'll probably look at the longevity of the sport. Um, I know that from what I saw, they want to start up the season like in November again. Like it's like because they figure there's so much yeah. time off, there's a little bit of a break. Like you celebrate and you know you're right back right back into it. So I think if they have to pause it more than you know a week or so, two weeks, they're probably just going to say enough's enough and kind of just cancel it. Like I'm a little concerned baseball is going to go down that path because it's such a shortened season and they're going to revamp. Yeah. You know, well, next year, that's, let's, yeah. let's touch on that. Let's touch on what both of you guys said. First off, Lewis, for bringing up hockey players being badass. I, I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> one of our previous football episodes, I, I said something about <laughs> hockey players, and I have a feeling that once people start listening to this stuff, I'm going to get so much hate because I said hockey players are actually the best athletes in the world because not only of how good they are on, you know, the ice, but how nice and awesome they are, oh, hell yeah. you know, off the ice, you know, charitable and doing all these things for yep. the community and stuff like that. But that, we'll, we'll save that for another day. But um, what I, I think that they have a plan set at both sports with both sports coming up, they have a plan set. It's an X amount type of thing. Hey, if we see an X amount of uh, you know, cases that are coming in positive at an X amount rate, then we got to cancel. If, sure. you know, we reach that magic number where people are starting to, you know, Oh my God, we have three, four five guys on each team that are starting to get this. They're going to cancel baseball. The same thing. The intriguing part of this and what I wanted to touch on real fast was we have MMA and we have golf. Those are individual sports. Right. Those are, that's what we have back. Yeah. And everything's been pretty good. I mean, the and UFC NASCAR, has had a couple fairness. of their, you, you, UFC has had a couple of their guys, you know, test for the COVID or whatever, test positive. But for the most part, it's been pretty good. But that's in, those are individual sports. This is now, this is going to be the test because this is, we're, we're getting our team sports back now. And that's where you have multiple people in close range with each other, you know, you know doing battle on a field or on the ice or, or what have you. So that's, that's, this is going to be a test and it's either going to go good right away or it's not going to go good right away. It's going to be one or the other within the first couple of weeks. And that's what you're going to know. They're either, it's either going to continue or it's done. I mean, the, the, and that's a great point too. I mean, and then I'm just kind of like visualizing just the play of the game and you got to think, you know, you got two centers at center ice taking that face off. What, how far are their faces apart a foot? That, you know, like, if that then, sometimes, yeah. if they're not, if they're not angry at each other, a foot, right. if they are <laughs> one inch, 
they're lucky it's playoffs. There's not going to be any fighting. Otherwise, like, can you imagine that? Like them like pounding the shit out of each other, like right in each other's faces. Like, yeah, that would be bad. So, you know, with baseball, you got to figure, you know, obviously less contact They're you know, yeah, they're touching a ball that another person's touching and they're right next to each other, but like, not like hockey. This is, that's a totally think, different thing. I think, I think baseball is going to be fine. Cause I think they're going to switch out the balls more often and whatever. And you know, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're basically social distance out of the field, anyways. You know, so like, instead right. of four ninety-six think... gallon trash cans of baseballs, they're going to go through forty gal- ninety-six yeah, gallons right. of yeah. baseballs. I mean, so, I, they they change the ball enough as it is. Right. I think I think my worry comes down to you know hockey, football, you know, and like the MLS just started their tournament back up, and they've had a couple of games postponed already. They had one team that they had a like at the beginning before they started, they had 13 positive cases in MLS and 10 came from one team. <laughs> so that team was already like eliminated out of it. And they're just like, yeah, they're not playing. They're from Dallas. So, well, it, but, and the thing is, is I do, so. I do want to note that this, they, they, they did just start up and soccer has been going on overseas too. I was mainly, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going and leaning towards the fact that we are having those major team sports like soccer and basketball and in football and baseball and hockey, those are, that's what's starting up now. You're not, it, you know, it's not golf where it's just you, your caddy and whoever you're playing with, you know, and you're walking already 16 feet away from each other. And, and that's a close estimate. So I think that's a, it, it's going to be right away to answer Lu- what Lewis was saying. You know, it, it's, if they're going to cancel, it's going to be because in that first week or two, the, it, something went bad somewhere and they got to cancel. Do you guys think though, like say, you know, Debrinkit gets it? Okay, people know his name. He's young, whatever. But they're not going to cancel, you know, the playoffs because of that. But Sidney Crosby gets it. Does that change it? Don't get me started on Sidney Crosby. We can do a whole episode of how much I hate him. With Stam- I see where you're going. Stamkos. With <laughs> Stamkos yeah, uh... I, I see where you're going with that, and um, I think it would be made more of a big deal if he's the only one. No. I personally yeah. don't think they shut it down. Yeah. You know, if you have 10 plus and then a big name gets it like Patrick Kane or Sidney Crowder sure. or whatever, then yes. Yeah. I, I could see you, I could see them shutting it down. And then I, I wonder if they have, I'm sure if we like dug deep, you know, with these hotspots like Florida, and Texas, like, you know, weapons, if there's an outbreak with the team and the team just like, look, we can't play. Do they just forfeit? Is it, is it just, they're done? So I'd have to look at the verbiage on that because I'm sure there's something in there. If they're like, look, 10 of our players just got it and we can't play tomorrow. What, what Ryan, happened? what did that soccer team yeah. do? Yeah, so they uh, – I was going to say, when right before they started, it was I think like three days before the tournament was supposed to start and uh, they just pulled FC Dallas out of it and they're just like, all right, you're done, like whatever. Like because they were playing this tournament and then they're supposed to pick back up into their regular season after this tournament. And they're like, all right, we'll see you after this tournament's over yeah. and every game, cause they're, they're doing like a group stage. So there's four in each group. They each play each other once and all those games are just forfeited. No. Yeah. Wow. And they're going to so. get into that, those bubbles soon. Right. Like was it Edmonton, Edmonton, Toronto, right? Those are the two places they're going. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, what, uh, what do you guys think of the playoff format in general? Like how it's set up? It's, Pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I just I think they messed yeah. up the lottery thing. <laughs> I mean, the fact that the the Hawks get bounced right away, they could get the first pick. That's pretty wild. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's our next next yeah. topic of choice here, uh, uh, Ryan. And that was, uh, you know, something I looked at too. And originally, I heard a lot of people complaining. I and I don't know why because uh, about the playoff format. Yeah, about the a about the oh, format, yeah. the format, huh. and b about uh, certain teams getting in. And uh, obviously, I know you guys know. Uh, for anybody who else who's listening, I, I did I did throw out an article on that return, and and I I tell you guys in there, uh, you know, that the teams that were separated, you know, in the Western Conference, it was it was almost single digits as far as points. I mean, so how do you say, well, you know, this team should be in it, but this team shouldn't be in it, and you know where do you draw the line? I guess is what I'm trying to yeah. say. How, how do you arbitrarily draw that line? And I honestly think the NHL did it the best that they could. I mean, the team eight uh, and the team 12 in the Western conference were only separated by seven points with some of them having anywhere in between 11 to 14 games left. Yeah. They were only separated by seven points for that much for that last actual playoff spot. If it was normal format and, and people are like, well, the Hawks shouldn't be in it. Well, how do you know? I mean, look at the one of the years the Hawks was a, a higher seed and Nashville went on a run at the end of the season, makes it into the playoffs, and then runs over the Hawks. Don't tell yeah. me who should or shouldn't be in it if you're not playing that full 84-game season or 82-game season uh, because we, we've seen it before. We've seen it happen, especially at the end of the year, where it comes down to that day. What's coming in? The year Philadelphia went to the Stanley Cup. How'd they win it? They won it on the last day in a shootout, right? Yep. I yep. mean, so if you play out the actual full season that was it was supposed to be, who knows what happens with those eight through twelve teams? Who knows in who's in that wild card last spot or not? And I believe in the the Eastern Conference, it was separated by ten points. Just ten yep. points for however many games left. Uh, so the the point that I'm trying to drive home here is from the people that I originally heard saying they don't like the format and they don't like the teams that got in deal with it because yeah. this is what the, they, the NHL, honestly, of the teams of the sports did, I think the best thing they could have done. Cancel those yeah. last 10 to 12 games. We're going to get these teams in round robin, the first four to, you know, figure out where they're at play-ins for everybody else. Have fun. Yeah. I think it's gotta be the, probably one of the most exciting playoffs that I've seen probably ever. I think it's just going to be fun. It's different. It's interesting. So I think well, it's NHL be fun. usually is every year anyway, anyways, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm saying this is going to be even better than normal NHL playoff hockey. And I think NHL playoffs are better than any other playoffs or any other sport that there is. So. Yeah. I always like uh, baseball and and hockey are always my two favorite postseasons. I'm not saying they're my two favorite sports. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying as far as postseason goes, it goes hockey, baseball, and then football. Yeah. And basketball, it's always the number one or a number two team that wins anyways. So go yeah. bet in Vegas on one of them, and you're, you're probably going to win. <laughs> <So. laughs> All right. What uh, – I mean, any other problems with it? I mean, is there – I mean, is there something you, can, you see not going right or, or why somebody might be mad about a matchup or something? I mean, the only thing I can compare it to, and again, this doesn't sound like such a homer, is like 2015 where people still think the Hawks should have an asterisk because it was a shortened season. It's like everybody had a shortened season. 
this that was yeah. as level of a playing field as you can think of and you know you'll go on twitter you'll go on like comments on espn wherever and people are like well they had a shortened season you know it shouldn't count well, yeah but the two best teams were in the stanley cup that year and that was because they were both the two best right. teams that entire year so well i don't i mean you had the two probably i mean at that time some of the probably the best coaches in the league too mm-hmm. going against each other that was a phenomenal matchup and ask anybody around town like yeah of course every time you go in the stanley cup you're worried that was a very worrisome stanley cup i mean tampa bay was scary that good i mean there's they've been scary pretty much every year since but yeah i mean i, I don't know I, I think people just find a reason to complain for no no reason really at all it, it, exactly yeah uh, so, somebody say, nobody's ever going to be happy yeah there's there's a lot of things that I'm just I'm tired of hearing from people about a lot of different topics around <laughs> the world about a lot of things. But one thing I'm tired of hearing about is like people saying that like whoever wins like any of these playoffs that are coming back, basketball, the shortened baseball season, hockey, they're saying that they'll win the championship, but they'll have an asterisk next to it. Like every team went through the same thing. Like yep. I think it's gonna be harder to win any of these championships than any other year. I mean with the delay, you're having more teams in. Yep. Teams are just going to get hot that weren't before. Like, I think it's just going to be more unpredictable than ever. I think it's gonna just, I think it's going to be fun. Which, from a betting standpoint, is awesome. Because yeah. the, the, the sports books aren't going to have an idea what to do about no. it. But, I, I mean, in, everybody has to deal with this. And they're dealing with it the best way they can. My thing about what you said, Ryan – is uh, I've because I've heard these comments from people on our own hometown sports radio stations are talking negatively about this stuff. But here's just the funny part. I hear all of them talk or complain about it. And not once have I heard somebody say what they should have done, what they are, their opinion of what they should have done. So if you're going to complain about it, well then tell me what you would have done to make it better. Yeah. I mean, what do you just end the season and say, Nope, that's it. Well, that to me is the least fair out of all of them. Yeah, I think there needs, to kinda... be a, there needs to be an ending to the season, some sort of conclusion, something. I think this is the best way to get the right amount of teams that would have had a chance to make the playoffs, you know, if a team got hot and made a run. I mean, people don't think the Hawks should be in. So, you know, if they don't think they should be in, then beat them. Sure. You so, know, like yeah. like if not, if they make a run, when... then who's who's to say that they weren't going to get hot at the end of the season and make a run anyway, so – and they're not the one they're not the only team getting healthy players back. Every single team is getting healthy players back. So you can't yep. use that excuse either. I don't like hearing that. Um Yeah. Oh, so, I mean I mean look at look at Tampa Bay, right? I mean Stammer's I mean, coming Stam, back. Stam Stamkos is coming back from injury. He had surgery. He got you know, he was supposed to be like a six to eight week thing and now he got a bunch of extra time to rest up and he's on one of the teams with the best record coming into it. Yep. So they're getting healthy too, so it doesn't matter. No, you can all you count on all of them. I mean, you got uh, Boston. Boston's got one of their best defensemen coming back in uh, Michigan State product, uh, Tory Krug. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. They're still a top team. That helps them even more, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, but we were a top team anyways. Oh, that's fine. But you're you're getting Tory Krug back too. So that, that should cancel out the whole – you know, well, well, these teams are in it and they're getting their players back. So they're going to be better. Well, if that's the case, the name of the game is beat the other team. And I think it just comes down to that as simple as that. Yeah, I agree. So, um, 
I don't like oh, agreeing I... with you, Matt, but I agree. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got to find something we don't agree on. I, I know. I know. And we're going to get to that. How about we, how about we do that right now? Let's, yeah. uh, let's get to something that we're not going to agree about. So we're going to start with the you... Eastern Conference here. I and, know you already uh, said, Matt, that you were looking at my stuff before and you, you already said you were not agreeing on some. So, Yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, tgsas.org, we got our own website here. Um, under hockey, you can find myself, uh, Ryan, and then uh, our other guy, Josh. We can, you can find all of our picks. Lewis is going to be making his picks with us today on his podcast. We're going to update our article with his picks as well. So uh, when this is all said and done, I can uh, tell you guys that I beat you guys in something again. Uh, it'll be great. And uh, Doubtful. Lewis, I don't know if you heard the other day, I smoked him in our first mock draft for football. It was great. Uh, uh, I don't know that you smoked <laughs> me. You and I were pretty close. Josh was not. Winning's close. winning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start with the, we're going to start with the Eastern Conference. Um, for maybe people who haven't been paying attention, I, if you're listening to a hockey podcast, I'm sure you have been. Uh, the first uh, four teams that finished, they're going to be in a round robin tournament. So they get one exhibition game and then they are going to play each other in a round-robin format, and that how you're going to determine the one through four seeds. Uh, so, for instance, on our, our article, uh, we listed who we think is going to be one through four. Uh, Ryan and I seem to be pretty similar here. I will go first. I have the Lightning, obviously, like Lewis said, the hottest team that in the last few years, actually. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they decided to choke a little bit last year against Columbus, which <laughs> was bit. very disheartening because every single yeah, playoff right. bracket that I did, I had the Lightning winning. So I, I lost <laughs> lost some money, <laughs> lost some money last year on that one. Uh, so I have the Lightning finishing as your first seed. I have the Bruins second, the Capitals third, and the Flyers fourth. I know that's kind of a a safe bet, seeing as that's pretty much around about where the the teams were uh ryan you want to go through yours yeah i'll go through mine um kind of on the same boat with you i got lightning finishing one like you said hottest team for quite some time now this is we kind of talked about earlier about how i kind of there's a team i think maybe could take that um that maybe i would have swapped in my picks originally but i could see washington taking that one spot as well um but i got them listed at two I got the Flyers at three, and I have Boston at four. Well, man, I mean, if Ovechkin's hair and uh, beard got any grayer, maybe he got a little slower. I don't, I don't know. We were seeing this number two from the Capitals come in from, but uh, Ovechkin's still the best player in NHL right now. Oh, I agree. I yeah. agree. I, I think he's uh, he's the best uh, two. We'll, we'll call him the best two way player. Let's call him the best two way yeah, player yeah. because he yeah. is. You know, absolutely. Uh, the the guy can play both sides of the park. He'll come back. He'll actually check you. Uh, um, he's not going to cheap shot you like some other people in in the league. Um, <laughs> Dick Crosby. Uh, <laughs> Brad Marshall. Uh, Brad Marshall. <laughs> oh man, Pittsburgh and Boston fans are going to hate us after listening to this. Nah, that's all right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. Right. Yeah, that's fine. They can have what, whatever they want. Uh, so I mean, Boston was. Ranked first right away. I mean, they they were at uh, 44, 14, and 12. Uh, they were leading the NHL. They led the NHL in, in the wins with those 44. And in regulation, they had 38 of them. So, I mean, their their plus goal differential was a plus 53 at the time of stoppage. They, they were just – they're scoring at will. I, I think they're 
they're pretty good. I just feel that with the lightning getting everybody back that they're going to take that number one spot. Well, I'm going to say, before we get uh, Lewis's picks, I'm going to say the only reason I have Boston at four is just I think Tampa and Washington are both more complete teams top to bottom. I think they have the most depth. They have the best players, I think, of these four. And the Flyers were one of the hottest teams going into that stoppage. Yeah, they were the hottest team, I think. I I I mean, they've been off for how long? Are they going to continue hot? I don't. I mean, you have no idea. But if they can pick up where they left off at, that's kind of what I was basing that off of, so having them coming in at three in Boston. Four. Well, the big thing, too, is, is if Braden Holpe doesn't look terrible like he did during the season. I mean, he, he was kind of atrocious during the regular season. If he's back to true Braden Holpe form, yeah, I mean, okay, maybe I can see him at, at yeah. two or three, uh, depending on how everybody gets their practice in. So, Lewis, what do you got? I wanna, I'm, I'm really interested to see where you're going to go here. It's kind of a – it's kind of a mishmash of what you guys have all been saying. I've got Tampa Bay one, um, mainly for the main reason they needed health and they needed time and they got it. Um, I, they're dangerous every year. The problem is at a certain point, when do you stop thinking they're actually going to do it when you're just repeating the same <laughs> thing over and over and over again of them just not really hitting the potential, you know, winning the cup. So I want to put them at one, but a close two is definitely Boston. Um, man, it's hard to count out a team, especially with like Tuka Rask. I mean, he's got a cup. You know, no, he doesn't have a cup, does he? No, he does. Does he? Does. He does have yeah, the one, it? right? Yeah, he does have the one. What was the guy's? What was the goalie before him? I always forget his name. The crazy guy, Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm blanking on Tim Thomas. Um, I've got Chuka coming back. I mean, he had, you know, he's been kind of up and down the last two years, but I think when you've got that background, you've got Chuka, you've got, I mean, you got DP, you got Bergeron, you got Crazy. I mean, you've got, the players are there. Their defense is a little suspect. I will say that. I wouldn't count their defense as top tier. Um, You know, yeah, you got, you do have Krug, but like, I don't know, how much can you really rely on Zidane? rely on char anymore you know it's at a certain point the guy is just old the guy is just really old he looked old three years ago and yeah i know he's kind of having a resurgence but sometimes these long layoffs don't do the older guys any good let's be real and going back to Uh, what we were talking about earlier roman polak is uh he's out he's using the coat uh yeah he's staying out because of the covid he's staying out because of the covid isn't he on the stars now though no, I don't think so, buddy. Roman Polak? I'm he is sure. in Dallas. Yeah, oh, he's is in the he? Stars. Yeah, he is. So who was I thinking of? Because I thought they had somebody that was uh, 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 Boston. That was oh, they do, but it's Kemp- like a Kemper. Kemper. Yeah, it's nobody. Oh, good. yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah. All right, I got myself mixed up there. That's yeah, a, no, I. I, I think, deep it happens. I don't think he's actually yeah. played more than ten or twelve games or something this year either. So it's not. They haven't really missed much there, but Boston, I mean, they've got the experience. They've got the players, so I'm going to put them at two. Capitals, they're a, I mean, they're on the cusp of being two just because, I mean, they're, they're a recent cup-winning team. I mean, when you guys were just talking about how dangerous Ovechkin is. A player gets way more dangerous when they win that cup. 
when they when they but, know what it takes, when they get that blood in their mouth and they taste it and they know what it takes. I mean, that's I mean, we saw it with the Hawks after 2010. You just you saw their their eyes were different in the playoffs. Um, I mean, you saw you saw it with Pittsburgh too. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they won a couple and a couple of years. I mean, I don't like Pittsburgh, but like you know, I mean, it's the same thing. I them. think, it, yeah, yeah, it's it's you know the Capitals who you know you can't really count them out. They can go on a run of two to three in the next couple of years. So they've got. I mean, you got Holpe in between the pipes. And that guy is when playoffs come around, man. That guy is lights out. And so then, you got you got Lightning, Capitals. Just to recap. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm sorry, you have no, Lightning Boston. and then Bruins. Yeah, the Capitals and, and Philly. Philly and then. Um, that's the Philly's four, right? at four. Yeah, yep. four. Philly at four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the hotness of Philly might have after this break kind of worn uh, worn thin. I think. Yeah. We, we just have to look a, at that. There's a good possibility. Good possibility that that's done. That that run there on's done. Yeah. But yeah. we'll we'll see. I guess. Well, so we'll use uh, Pittsburgh as a breakoff point here. We'll go into the best of five matchups. Uh, right now, yeah, number five seed Pittsburgh uh, playing Montreal, number 12 seed. Uh, it's it's pretty pretty simple on this one. I have the Penguins in three just because it's the Penguins. They're still going to have their players. Their players are better than Montreal's players. <laughs> it's pretty simple. I don't see an upset here. I don't see a way that Montreal can pull it out. I just can't see a way uh, they're going to do that, Ryan. I know you got the Penguins in four. Unfortunately, we agree on that one, so no arguing here. Yeah, I, I think Montreal will sneak a game at some point in this, but it, that that's it. I, I don't think it's going to be anything close, to be honest, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, for a 5-12 matchup, this is kind of boring, to be honest with you. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> Lewis, yeah. what do you got? I'm the same. I think it's a clean sweep. I mean, I think Murray comes back in the form. I think the break does him good. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see much of a fight from the Canadians. To be, to be honest with you, I mean, how if there was a way for Montreal to win, what would they need to do? What would need to happen aside from the apocalypse? Oof. What the series or a game? The series. <laughs> the series. What, what would Montreal need to do to win? I mean. I, uh, I, yeah. I don't know, man. An, an apocalypse and maybe another Cubs World Series. I don't know. No, man. no, he did it. I mean, he did it. I mean, I mean, I. The only reason I gave him one game is I think maybe maybe they fight it a little bit and like maybe, yeah maybe Carey Price sneaks out a win there. Yeah, they're down two zero and they just scramp out a game, but they're gonna exhaust themselves so much they'll get blown out in the next game and that'll be done. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's move on right along the also, line. Here. Another good point too is what could happen with the Canadians. Um, they're talking about uh, Domi. Um, he may not play because he's got diabetes. And yeah, and I heard that that's going to be a the team doctors are all supposed to be getting together or something. They're going to be talking about the parameters for who yeah. and, and not and what and how and if somebody on yeah. the team gets it, does this person have to sit? And right. I haven't really heard. A, uh, confirmation on exactly what's going to happen with that yet. So, but I mean, it is something to keep an eye out on for. I mean, when you get think about a team with like Carey Price, who's so past his prime, it's not even funny. And he's, I mean, he'll either give you, you know, give up one goal or gives up five. There's no in between. But if you have him, that's Jekyll and Hyde, Max Domi, that may not play. Do you trust Brendan Gallagher, Shea Weber, Tartar to beat the Penguins? I, 
no chance. No. <laughs> if that were the case, then it's going to be a clean sweep. And yeah. it's and the games won't even be competitive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on. It's a little bit more interesting matchup, in, in my opinion. Uh, number six, Carolina Hurricanes going against the 11th-seeded New York Rangers. Uh, now, the Rangers are getting a lot of help back. They are – they you know, they – didn't have the greatest season for what they spent in the off season, uh, according to a lot of people, myself included. Um, but I still don't think getting those players back is going to help them. I have Carolina in a long series. I have them in, in a five only because New York still has a great goaltending situation and they do still have pretty solid defensemen. Um, and then you're throwing in, you know, somebody who we know, uh, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad. I mean, you got all those guys. They still know how to score, too. So I think they make a series out of it, but I think Carolina edges them out in that fifth game. Um, I'm going to make mine short and sweet here. I think that Carolina wins. I think they sweep it. Perfect. <laughs> nice, nice, and, nice and sweet. And uh, I think, you know, Carolina had that magical season that playoff run they just had recently. And I think that's going to carry them on a little bit here. So you'll, you'll kind of see what I'm thinking at a little bit later into this podcast. So Perfect. I'm going to leave it short and sweet with Carolina. Um, going to have to go ahead and agree. I think hurricanes do it in, in four. I think, you know, I think Lundquist is, has one in him to steal. You know, it could be like one of those seven to one games. Panarin goes off. They got their young guys going off. But I, I don't want to give too much away myself, but I think the Hurricanes have something in them in this playoff run because I love that core, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> oh, we, right, we got a couple, we got a couple guys hiding, <laughs> hiding some, uh, <laughs> some, some thoughts here. I like oh, yeah. it. Uh, well, it's going to be my, my turn to make it short and sweet, so hopefully you guys can talk. Uh, our next matchup is the uh, number seven New York Islanders versus the number 10 Florida Panthers. I have the Panthers in four. That is all I'm going to tell you until later. So whoever would like to go next, please go. Go ahead, Lewis. I have the Panthers as well. I have them in five. I think looking at all of these matchups, I think this is going to be one of the better, if not the best series to watch. Um, Florida, albeit a 10 seed, is a very dangerous 10 seed um, for many, many reasons. Um, just kind of like the Rangers, but, um, you know, spending a lot on spending a ton in the offseason, filling a lot of holes. Um, they may be slightly underachieved, um, but not like the Rangers. Um, but I think this is going to go five, and I think this is going to be a series I'm going to try to catch every game with. So I have I have the Panthers in five as well, pretty much for a lot of the same points that you said, Lewis. Um, I think they're better coached. I think it's a dangerous team, especially at 10 seed. I think that I would not be surprised if the Panthers are a team kind of like Carolina, you know, was in that playoff run that's a team that a lot of people count out every series, but they are a team that's finding a way to win every series and making a deep run. I'm not going to say they're going to, I'm not going to say they're going to get all the way here, but I think that they will make a run 
here in this playoffs. And I, I like that take. I just want to, and I know I like playing devil's advocate here. I'd like just from an Islanders aspect. Uh, I mean, you, they did add uh, Pejo there. Yeah. Um, they also, you know, they got Matthew Barzell, who's a great player. And you're also going to have a defenseman, Johnny Boychuk coming back. I mean, they have players returning. They've always, they, even this year alone, they were sneaky good. Nobody was paying attention to them because they're like the redheaded stepchildren of New York. Nobody cares. Like, it seems like nobody cares about the Islanders. I like watching them, but it, it just seems that they always seem to fly under the radar just a little bit. And they have a couple of guys that if they mesh well, I think they can do well. I just don't think it's enough to beat the Panthers. Yeah, why I think they make it a, I think they make it a series and they go five, but I don't think they'll get past them. That the Islanders are like the Mets to the Yankees, (laughs) (laughs) pretty much. So, all right, let's move on. We got one more left here. We got the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, number eight seed versus the number nine seed Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, I will start it off. I got. Uh, the Maple Leafs in five. I think that this will be a good series, but I don't think it's going to be the best Eastern Conference series. I think that it's going to be a, almost what you were saying, Lewis, uh, earlier, um, was this is going to be one way or another type of game. Either either the Blue Jackets are going to win four to one or the Maple Leafs are going to win four to one. It, yeah. It's not going to be those one, one type of games. I don't think it's going to be that way. One team's going to be hot that night. They're going to win then, you know, so on and so forth from there. I just think that the Maple Leafs end up winning that fifth game that they are the ones that get hot three out of those five games. Yeah. Damn, damn you, Matt. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, I'll, I'll go real quick because I, pretty much the same thing i have the maple leafs winning in five and literally i i think it's going to be like you said like maple leafs are going to blow them out in one game columbus next game maple leafs next one like it's just going to go back and forth i think uh playing in toronto for them will be nice i mean yeah, no fans. Is... like it's not like a home fan kind of like yeah. you know, atmosphere but they're comfortable with it so i think that'll help for sure too for sure lewis what do you got I'm actually not going to agree with you guys. Mm. I think Columbus is going to win in five because I think we may all forget, and it could be actually to Toronto's advantage, but Toronto doesn't have that experienced, beautiful Mike Babcock, old punch face behind the bench anymore. (laughs) They don't have him. And yeah, maybe losing him was addition by subtraction because maybe he's kind of one of those cancerous coaches. But, man, if they had Babcock, I may have to go to Toronto. But Toronto has been, for the talent that team has, is so damn inconsistent, it drives me nuts. And it, I want to root for them, and I want to see a cup go back to somewhere in Canada. But I don't think it's this year. I think there's too much shit going on, like, you know, coaching shifts and then the Nylander stuff. And Nylander is horribly underperformed for the contract he got. What was that? Um, oh my God. Um, I do agree that this is going to be one of those, like you're kind of flipping through the channels. ESPN comes on. You're like, Oh yeah, they five to two. Great. And then like three, nothing. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound like much of a game. And it's just kind of like, you could just skip over it and be whatever, but it might go five, I think four, but I don't doubt that it'll go five, but I think Columbus gets it. All right. right. I love torts too, man. I'm a torts guy. 
Yeah, outside of uh, outside of the Blackhawks here, Toronto is actually my second favorite team. So, oh no, <laughs> maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a little biased here. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. We we might have to have an argument on that one, uh, only for the mere fact that it is. I think Columbus did as good as they were like, able to do, losing yeah. as much as they did. Yeah. And and I think they were holding on, and they were almost they you know they were just they're, they're one of the teams you always see in the playoffs where they just hold on, they hold on, they hold on, and then they get to the playoffs, and that's really they fizzle out. That's the end of it. You know, us as Blackhawks fans, we we seen it with uh, Vancouver and Nashville all the time. Every time we played them, it was oh they were having a great season, and then they ran into the Hawks into the playoffs, and they they fizzled out. You know, it was, and I think that that is what Columbus is. Even without those players, they still have guys coming back like Cam Atkinson. I mean, he was their top goal scorer last year, and I just think it's not going to be enough. I think they're going to be on the wrong side of the the five five game series uh, blowout type of series or blowout type of games that we're talking about. I can't argue with you too much, though, Lewis, because it could easily one of those games could easily flip, like we said. You know, sure. being yeah. a five game series could easily flip. I mean, if it's if it's the three, two, I just think it's going to go five. I think that if I had to bet on one series automatically going five, this is going to be it. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, forget though. Columbus did beat who last year in the playoffs? Oh, oh, With man, a lot yeah. less. <laughs> the lightning. Yeah. The, the, the lightning. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I, I still can't stress how much I lost on that last year. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, you guys can't see us because we don't have YouTube running up yet, but I'm wiping away the tears. It was it was terrible. I uh, Every game I watched, I just drank more until I didn't remember it. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Western Conference. Um, I'm ready for this one. This is, this is going to be fun. Uh, we got our... Top four teams in the St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Dallas Stars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on. the 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 scariest team is your your returning champs because they got a little bit of a break before the playoffs. They got to, uh, you know, kind of weather the storm of the the Cup hangover. They did good this season. They were holding on this season. They they ran away with some stuff, uh, some games. And now all of a sudden they get a break. I think that does nothing but benefits them. I got them at number one. I got the uh, Golden Knights at number two. Colorado kind of fizzles out after their good run, but they'll they'll hang on to that number three. And I just I don't even know how Dallas is number four there. I mean, what's the average age of that team? Like forty seven <laughs> or fifty five or something? I mean, are they getting their AARP cards yet? Or I mean, I don't. I I have a feeling I'm going to take a bold guess here, and I think that the stars lose all three of their play-in games. They will lose to the blues, the abs and, and the Knights in their play-in games. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yep. Say, I, I'll run, I'll run mine with you. I, I'll, I'm going to run it, you know, four to one. Cause I agree with you that the stars are going to lose all, all of their games in the round robin tournament. I, I don't even, it's really disappointing that they're in that top four. To be honest, yeah. Uh, I got St. Louis at three. I have Colorado at two, and I have Vegas at one. Ooh. No, 
No. <laughs> I think. I think Matt's no. agreeing. It sounds like Matt's agreeing. <laughs> I, think, I, I think Matt's about to switch his picks right here. No. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Vegas, since they've come in the league, have just been surprising every year of how good they are. They just keep adding talent. They keep locking up players to long contract. I think sooner than later, they're going to make that run all the way and win it all. You know, it's funny. I, I made this. And, and maybe they're going to get hot with this, you know, a little bit of break, round-robin tournament, fun playoffs. Maybe they get hot and they run it this year, but maybe not. We'll see where we go at the end here. But I think Vegas is too talented. Obviously, a lot of people were rooting one. for Vegas that, that first year that went on that ridiculous run. Uh, I actually equate Vegas to uh, – it's a non-hockey team, but I can make the analogy. It's not very far-fetched. Uh, one of the quickest expansion teams – to ever win a championship, go. Who was it? Oh, man. Time's Wait, up. Any, wait, in any sport? Any sport. No idea. Arizona you Diamondbacks. Oh. The Arizona Diamondbacks. That's what I equate Shoot. Vegas to. They get good players. They get veteran players. And then they even stack up more on the younger side of talent. So I'm not yeah. completely disagreeing with you. I'm just thinking that in the round robin tournament, I mean, I have them at number two. I just think that, say it comes down to, uh, I mean, I, I have them losing to the Blues. I have the Blues winning all three of their games, and, and I have the Knights that they're just going to lose to the Blues. So, I mean, it, it's, it could be interchangeable. I mean, it's one game. If they, yeah. they play one game. I mean, what happens if the flip thing happens? Then yeah, maybe it is is Knights first. So I guess maybe I'm not too against what you're saying. Very disappointed, but that's all right, I guess. Lewis, what do you got? Maybe I can fight with you a little bit. It's tough because I want to say St. Louis won because the reigning champs. I mean, they are such a well-rounded team. It's it's insanely scary. But I think I'm going to put the Knights one. And uh, it, it, they have – that's the same thing, though. They're such a well-rounded team. I can't get over that they have a one-two punch and goal of Fleury, who's been there, and Laner, who is a stud. And I, 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 That is amazing. I think the coaching change is huge for them. You have a guy that brought San Jose to the Cup, what, two years ago now? I think it was two, three years ago. And he had holes all over that San Jose team. So there's not a lot of holes in Vegas. There's uh, they got, their defense is so physical. I mean, I, but again, yeah. St. Louis's defense is physical too. I mean, it, they, yeah. They're big bodies. I think Vegas is faster than St. Louis, which not by much, but I've got Vegas one. And then I got St. Louis creeping right there too. Avalanche, obviously, at three, and as you guys have said, I actually had to look at this, make sure I had the right chart to see that Dallas was actually <laughs> So did I. I like, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm like, it's someone else, but I realized that it'd be Edmonton to be after them. I'm like, oh, no. you couldn't give the Hawks Dallas? Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, well, uh, we're pretty in agreement there, and, and, and that's the thing. I, I want to argue, because obviously that's the name of us, is, you know, the argument, you know, but it's that game you guys touched on the best point that we can point out with those two teams. They both have great defenses. So that game against each other, one, nothing, one, nothing, two, two to one. one. 
That's going to be a great game. It's, oh it, I mean, God. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm watching of, it. I mean, I'm going to watch that game. Out of all the first-round games, the round robins or any of the other first-round matchups, that game specifically might be the best game. Yeah, I, I think nuts. so. I, I think that's I, a good vote. Yeah. All right, let's 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 move on to our homer, and I'm sure everyone's gonna want to tweet us and, oh, you guys are just picking your homer. I don't really care what you have to say um, because we're the ones making the podcast. So, anyways, <laughs> we're also the ones that St. Louis were gloating about St. Louis. It feels horrible. I feel dirty. Yeah, I know. Right? We were I know. here all like. I need a shower. <laughs> I took one. I need another one. Uh, let's get out of the best of five series. We're going to go with uh, number five, Edmonton, versus the 12th seeded hometown for all three of us, Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I, you guys can say whatever you want. I don't care uh, because I, I got the Blackhawks in five. But with the Crawford news, if Crawford doesn't play and they have to use – a combination of their two backup goalies, the Hawks will lose this game quite possibly three straight games. Especially in still not having much of a defense. So, yeah, I would say the defense worries me. It's worried me for, I don't know, two years now. The Crawford thing is now worrying me. I had the Hawks in four. If Crawford doesn't play, I agree. It will be Edmonton probably three, maybe four. Maybe they squeak one out. I don't know. However, part of the reason why I'm choosing the Hawks to win this is because if they lose, they have a legitimate good shot at the number one pick for the lottery. What is it, a one and eight or something? Yes. Yeah. I think it's one and eight. So what's going to probably happen is that it might be best for us to lose and try and get that, that lottery pick. So we'll win this round. We'll go to the next round and get totally just destroyed, probably. Yeah. And then and then we're out of the lottery, out of the playoffs, and out of everything because that's just how the Hawks have been going for the last three years now. So I have the Hawks in four. Maybe Crawford not playing might be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Lewis? You ready for this? Oh, yeah. I think – I don't think. I'm pretty sure the Oilers are going to win this in three. Oh. With, with I can't Crawford. argue. I can't even argue with you on that. So I'm gonna make some points here, boys. I'm gonna, and I don't like saying this, but let's let's talk about some stuff. One, this is the first time the Hawks have been in the playoffs without Q. We have to remind ourselves of this. Is this in, if we were going into this with Q, I be pretty optimistic q was the man at getting the most he could even when we were getting killed in the playoffs at the end there with him you could still see the team was overachieving for the injuries and what he was throwing out there the spin machine on the rotation lines all that good stuff so we have to remind ourselves that quinville is not behind the bench colleton is now the yeah i feel like i need to shower again after you just said his name right can you can you do me a favor? Hold, yeah. just hold your cue point, because we're gonna get there. Okay, we are gonna get there. <laughs> I know. I promise you this. I'm. I want you in Pat Foley's voice, even though he probably won't be calling it. You'll have some national guy. Okay, I want you to picture this. This whole situation going down. Okay, I want you to picture Hawks with the puck, our zone. You have Seabrook, who looks to be playing. 
and could come back, which I'm not saying is good. I'm just saying he's probably coming <laughs> back. And you hear Seabrook ices the puck. You now have a line change of Drysdale and McDavid coming out with Seabrook and Mata out of the ice. <laughs> Does that sound like something you want consistently? Because last time I checked, the Hawks oh, like to Kevin DeHaan is coming back too, man. You can he's put gone. you can put Bunquist and Keith out there versus Drysdale and McDavid. I'm still <laughs> shitting a brick, okay? But I want you to hear the Patrick voice right now and hear. And Seabrook ices oh. the puck. I don't do a good Foley, but imagine that. Not great. And you got Kane cherry picking because we're probably down 3-1. Empty netter coming. It's 4-1. So I think you have to think that these are not – the players, of course, are the same. You got your Taze. You got your Kane. You got Side. You got guys – Crow if he's even playing. But also this year, how many times was Crow being left out with no defense? And the oh. poor bastard – it was 5-2, and guys, three-on-one because we're cherry-picking trying to get a lead or trying to get a tie. So Crow gives you a chance, but really, if if Supon's out there, holy crap, this thing's going to be over quickly. So, yeah, I, I don't and – and also, I want that number one pick, so they should just fold up. Well, that, that's Thanks the for <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I, if, if I was picking with my head and not my – I don't know, I – I think Edmonton probably has a very good chance of winning this with or without Crow, but just just our luck lately, we'll win this so that we're not in that lottery <laughs> thing, and then we'll get destroyed in the second round. So <laughs> I read this in an article, and I, I'm agreeing with you guys. I, and the only reason, probably, why I made the homer pick the way I did, is because I, I want you guys to really think about this. Like in Lewis, you made a prime example. Name the two players on Edmonton, McDavid, Dreisaitl. And I know we know a few more of them, like Darnell Nurse and stuff like that, because we watch hockey. But aside from that, how far can these two kids carry a team? That's, that's the only, like I read, it was kind of like a devil's advocate type of article. It was a guy who was saying that Edmonton's going to win, but then he went on to talk about, hey, just think about this, though, just in case, so you don't call it a mortal lock, and it is the Chicago Blackhawks. How, you know, this, this is going to be resting solely on McDavid and Dreisaitl. That's all it's going to be resting on. And, you know, what if they win the first two games, and all of a sudden he, Hawks come out and rattle off three straight because McDavid and Dreisaitl are just, they contain them, yeah. and nobody else can score. Yep. Do you think Colleton can make that happen, though? I was just going to say, I don't know. Well, my I don't honest answer Colleton. on a live podcast? No. <laughs> if, no. If, we go, if we go down 2-0, there's no way that Colleton no. makes the right adjustment to no. contain them. I think he, I think he folds <laughs> faster than anything. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on. We spent enough time on them. Uh, number six, Nashville oh. Predators versus the number 11, Arizona Coyotes. Hey, hey, Matt, real quick, though, just to go back to the Hawks. I had a, something funny pop in my head, and I would see this is a major hypothetical, and I love this hypothetical, and you know I love my hypotheticals. If it was possible, like just a yes or no answer, the Hawks could sign somebody. Like, you know, guy goes down, there's a free agent out there, you could pick somebody up. Tomorrow they say Crow goes down. You don't have him. Do you sign Sweet Bobby Lou? 
Oh man. Yes. <laughs> I would in a heartbeat. Yes. <laughs> How full circle would that be? Yes. Better, better and that would be even yeah. hilarious is if they win it. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine? How We're fast would Vancouver down. burn down at that Stanley Cup after that Stanley Cup? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. We're mean. Sorry. <laughs> I had yeah, to say uh, <laughs> that was good, though. All right. So, uh, yeah, six-seeded Nashville Predators uh, versus the 11-seeded Arizona Coyotes. Um, Ryan and I have different picks. I'll tell you mine and give his away. Uh, I got the Predators in four only because they are a playoff-tested, playoff-battled uh, they got the scars. They've been there. They've done it. And, uh, they know how to win. Um, on the flip side of that, uh, Arizona's not bad. They, I don't know why people, they are not the Arizona of the late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, they're well when they were the Phoenix counties, but they're not, they're not that team. They're not the team where the Hawks just dump their crappy players on anymore because they, they actually do have a good team. Now they have a good core. They have, they have good players. So, I mean, it might be one of the better series. I don't think it's the best series here, um, but I could see where somebody may say the Coyotes have a good chance. Once again, these are all best of five series. Any team has a chance, but I got Predators in four. Hey, for your point that you made, I got Coyotes in five. Um, I think, I mean, I guess technically it's an upset. It's one of the upsets of this round I have. So I got the Coyotes in five. I think they're a better team than a lot of people think. A lot of people, th- like you said, a lot of people think of the Coyotes and think of how terrible they've been for a long time. So, but they're not that team. They actually have some good players. They have one of my favorite players that the Hawks traded away. <sighs> oh, hammer! One of what? One of one of the most upsetting trades that I saw from the Hawks. So, yeah, I got, Agreed. I got, I got the Coyotes in five. It would have been nice to have uh, Jalmerson on the Hawks trying to help that defense with everything that he could, but I'll leave that there. Cause it just upsets me a little bit. <laughs> um, I've got the coyotes winning this one. Um, and I got them in four and it's literally to mimic everything you said. Uh, you, both of you guys said, um, I actually think it's going to rest a lot on the coyotes defense. I'm a big fan of their, I mean, you got such a balanced defense. You got Jarmelson who's, he's not going to probably get you a point in the whole series, but he's kind of probably going to, save two goals maybe in the whole thing so he's gonna give you something there obviously and ekman larson i mean the guy the guy's a scoring and assist machine um he might be a negative 30 i think most seasons but you know he's he's gonna provide that offense and they've got big physical defense they can shut down the duchene line um you know i know that the predators got uh granulin that was a huge upgrade but i think Personally, I'm a Duchesne fan. I think he's out. I think he's overperformed since he's been in Nashville, and I don't think it's going to sustain. Um, I think he's going to cool off after this break. So, uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked if you told me Nashville wins, but I think Coyotes are going to squeak this one. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, one more point, just to touch on real fast, is uh, I like both those picks. Like I said, you can't really argue. I w- I. Either way, it's a good pick. Um, it came down to me is the goaltending. Uh, Pecorine is better. He uh, the only the only thing I could say against that is uh, when Pecorine is bad, he's bad. Bad. So I mean, if he's bad in that first game, you can cross 
my pick out because I'm I'm gonna be on the Coyote bandwagon at that point because that's just the way it is. But I, I just I think the teams are more evenly matched than people are giving them credit for. I really do, and this was a tough one for me to pick. I just think that if Rene plays the way he should because of who he is, that I think they win. So uh, I think Darcy Kemper is also a hugely underrated goalie, very, monstrously. Yes. Yes. And again, with that, with the defense in front of him, I mean, do you guys, this is probably not going to be a high scoring matchup at all. Even though Nashville's got firepower, I don't see this being high scoring at all. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think three twos. Keep it, yeah, three twos. We keep it mid, kind of a mid scoring, mid to low. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. We'll go uh, seventh seed Vancouver Canucks versus the 10th seed Minnesota Wild. Uh, the minute that I clicked post on this article on our page i wanted to go back and i wanted to change my pick unfortunately i will stick to my guns and i will try them try to defend them the best of my ability i have the canucks in four i think they got a lot of young talent um i think the goalie situation is pretty good and if they can be that team that kind of you know, the, the group of guys that doesn't know they, they should, they shouldn't be doing this because they haven't been, you know, playoff tested, but they're going to do it anyways, because they don't know, you know, better that they may be able to make a little bit of a run here and they might be able to get over the, uh, the Minnesota wild. So I'll stick with the, the Canucks in four. Yeah, I got, uh, I got the wild in a sweep. I got them in three. I think the Canucks are, like you said, they're young. I just, I don't think it's going to be like a blowout by any means. I think that the Canucks will be in each game. It's going to be like 3-1, 3-2 each game. But I, I think Minnesota's just got enough that they're going to pull out each game and just get through this. It's not going to be pretty. I think it's just going to be a scrap through, and they're going to find a way to sweep them. But it's not going to be like a, a blowout by any means. Um, I'm going to have to go with Matt on this one. I think Canucks probably four – don't see it as sweep. I really don't think it's going to be a sweep either way. I think it's Canucks have a lot of young talent, but as Ryan said, that could actually work against them. You know, they they haven't really been there yet. You know, maybe slight slightly overachieved, maybe maybe right on the cusp there. So, and that's what I was going with because you yeah. do have uh, two goalies. I mean, Markstrom yeah. and and Demko. They've never even seen a playoff game, but you have two veterans there, and it was almost it, it, I almost equate it to. Uh, uh, when the Hawks brought in uh, Madden, yeah, um, sure. you know they have J.T. Miller and Tyler Toffoli. I mean, there's those are two guys, two veterans that, I mean, they seem like they can say, "Hey, kids, just go out there and play, and yeah. we're going to do the best we can, and they're going to find themselves in a place they didn't know they could be in." So, and Toffoli's got what two cups with LA? I, I think it was one. one. I thought it was one. one. Okay. Yeah, I thought he only had the one. Okay. So Minnesota and. Uh, Vancouver, they play each other three times this year. Minnesota won two. I mean, it's only small sample size, but I think mm-hmm. I think they just they just have enough. Just like I said, I don't I don't think it's gonna be, you know, three games like three nothing or anything like that. I think they're gonna be close games. But I think that Minnesota is just gonna find a way to get past, you know, Vancouver's inexperience and just fight their way through. So all right. Well, our last matchup for the Western Conference, we had uh, eighth seed Calgary Flames versus the ninth seed 
uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Lewis, why don't you kick this last one off? All right. I think Calgary gets this one. Um, that's a tough one, though. I think Jets are one of those teams that they go in and you're like, watch out. And then they get into the playoffs and they just stumble onto the ice. They, they don't they, – it just doesn't compute. I don't know what happens. They have probably the toughest building to play in in all of hockey. That place is crazy. And, you know, we've been to the United Center. It's loudest. That place looks like it's just an absolute monster to play at. Um, Jets are getting older every time. I feel like every year I keep saying they're getting better. They're going to be more dangerous. And I have no faith. It's one of those kind of like we're talking about Tampa Bay. At a certain point, I just give up. And I think Calgary has a great core. Um, That offense, they got a quick team. Um, I've liked Calgary for the last two, three years. And I think they're one of those teams I thought last year – should have gone farther. They didn't. And I think this is the year they learned from their mistakes. I think they get a little bit farther than they did. There's a quick question. Quick yeah. question. Do you think that because, and they, they do, we watch games all the time and I, Calgary is a stadium I've always wanted to go to. Uh, it looks like they're rocking every game. Do you think the not having fans affects their play? Does it affect their intensity? Does it, it yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, you know, having a home game for them is, I mean, gosh, it's, I feel like the city shuts down whenever they're playing at home and it's great, but right now you're taking that element out of it. You are taking that home field advantage, That's if you point. will, out of it. So, and now you are solely relying on your team and yeah, you don't have those fans. You don't have that extra, extra boost. If yeah, you will. So. Yeah. I, I guess I miss, I definitely misspoke. I, my brain is thinking this is regular playoffs sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, I forget they're in the bubble. It's just kind of like the, you know, looking back at the Blackhawks, they're literally playing in Edmonton mm-hmm. <laughs> all these games. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, these are things you have to consider. And yeah, I mean, you, you take that away. They've lost a lot of their edge. Brian, what do you got? So I got, uh, I got the flames in four, you know, I, there's a lot with Calgary. I think there's a lot of questions at defense with their goaltending this past year. I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a, not a homer. I don't know. I'm just a fan of Johnny Goudreau, man. Like, yeah. dude's a beast. And um, I think he had like a streak here at, towards the end of the season. We had like 18 points in 18 games or something. He was on a nice little tear. So, I think that Calgary will win in four. I think they, it's going to be high scoring, kind of ugly games. They're just going to try and outscore them. So I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring games, but I think Calgary will get by. That's not bad. I, I, I have Calgary in a clean sweep. I think that, you know, I was just posing the devil's advocate question to Lewis uh, about the fans, but I think that the intensity does keep up. I think they, they ramp up that team in the locker room. They go out on that ice and they just, Lay it down. I mean, they're they're gonna they're hungry. They've been a hungry team for a few years, like you said, Lou, and uh, they want to win. And it just seems I never get excited watching Winnipeg. I don't no. know why, because I wanted to no. like. Them. I mean, you know, having you know Dustin Bufflin and Patrick Line and Wheeler. you know Blake Wheeler and all these guys. Like, I want to. I want to have fun watching their games, but I don't. No. I feel like I'm just sitting there going, Oh, yeah, this is hockey, you know, but you know, and, and I'm talking about 
watching them when they're not playing the Hawks because we all actually watch other hockey games aside from the Blackhawks. You know, I'll, I'll watch a normal season game between Calgary and Vancouver, and I just want to watch it. And Vancouver has that intensity when they're on the ice, and I think even with the big guys and the firepower that uh, Winnipeg has, the speed's going to kill. The speed's going to kill them, yeah. and it's going to kill them in three games straight. So that's uh, like, those are our picks. I feel like Winnipeg always finds a way to try and make it a series. Try and they sneak out a game or two every time. But yeah, yeah I I agree. It's uh like Winnipeg is like one of those teams like you know through the I'd say between like 2010 and probably up to now you had it like it was all about speed and then all of a sudden it was like how do you how do you stop this speed and then these teams built these monster like mammoth teams of these big ass guys that could move and Winnipeg is an example of that team that built a team of big guys and now they're slow older big guys and Calgary's just gonna skate right around them yeah yeah all right well those are those are our picks uh obviously like I said once again if you want to see my my picks Ryan's picks and uh our other TGSA member uh Josh's picks are up there too. Lewis will be giving me his picks. I'm going to update our article with our with his picks as well. And uh, hopefully, once we start seeing some playoff hockey, it'll it'll be interesting. Let's go one more round to end the show. And uh, I want everyone. We're going to pick a dark horse. Do you guys want to pick a dark horse to win the cup, or somebody that's going to go deep, or a combination? How do you want to do this? I've got one team. I think is deep and on the cusp maybe a year away, and I've got one that could win it all. Okay. Give us both of them. Let's, let's roll with that. All right. So we've already kind of hinted at it, I guess, earlier. So being the homers that we are and the homer that I am, I'm going to compare right now the Florida Panthers to the 2009 Blackhawks. Right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounds like somebody – this isn't supposed to be we all agree on the same things and have the same thoughts. You're supposed to say, no, man, that's wrong. Um, I have an article that's posted on Fantasy Pros from last November that has me picking them. So guess what? I mean, I, uh, your first I, I've that. had them – I have had them for almost, almost a year now if, if you want to throw in this COVID stuff. So. I'll give you continue. The pre- <laughs> I'll give you the prediction. I'll just articulate it better. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it goes – I mean, it's, it's literally right there on paper. Uh, you know, like when you talk about a team should do something because of what they look like on paper, that's what Florida is. Look at their coach. They have a guy that it's a new face that's been there. He's got the experience. He's a grizzly veteran coach in Q. Um, you don't really have to say much more than that. Their core is is nuts. I, I mean, they signed Bobrovsky. Yeah, he's getting up there in age, but he's going to give you at least three, four good years of service minimum. Their defense, uh, you got Yandel, Matheson, Ekbald, or Ekbled. You've got Barkoff, Hubero, Hoffman, um uh, uh who, who, who am i who am i missing um i mean your, your their second line has uh who was that? Uh, hoffman's on it what's the other h huberdo uh, huberdo there's another one though howla hula oh, he's a great center he's an underrated center that that second line is something that's forgotten about in the nhl because You've got Barkoff on that first line. So, you know, you got Conley up there with them. So Dadanov, Dadanov is, you know, he can put up 
you can go a game or two with nothing, but man, dead enough, you can't sleep on them. So they're a very well-rounded team. I mean, no shock, Dale Talon put that team together for several years now, and he brought Q in to finish it and brought in Bobrovsky and a couple more pieces. So, you know, they're a team that just needs to kind of get that experience, just like a 2009 team that looked like they didn't have money holes. So I think Florida can win the first round. I think the second round, they probably get bounced, but it's going to go the distance. It's going to be a a battle. I think it's going to be great. A team that could, another team out of the East that could go all the way is the Canes. The Canes, I think, could be sneaky good. And I don't know why, besides, you know, naming all these players and what they've done, but they have that makeup, that look of a team that they want to do something. They're fun. They look like they have fun when they play. And you got to have that. But Again, this is a team. Their offense is crazy. Aho, TT, um, uh, Dzingle. Tuvo. uh, Yeah, TT, Tuvo. Yeah, uh, Trocek. I mean, you've got all of these guys. Dougie Hamilton on defense, TVR, uh, Gardner. I mean, you've got these guys that, (laughs) again, I think they're a fun team to watch, and they can pour on the goals. Um, you know, their goaltending might be their biggest question mark, but I, I don't even, I wouldn't say that's a huge question mark. Um, you know, if they have to put James uh, or Raymer in, Raymer in, you know, that's when you have to start questioning things. But um, I, I think they're going to be fine. And I think if they get hot, that's just like the Carolina team that won in what, 15 years ago. They, they're the same thing. You know, they, they got hot, they went on a streak. And if you get hot enough, we all know. It's, you just rattle off a good series. It, it could be a cakewalk from there. Um, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk because they've got the Lightning and the Bruins and you got all these teams that are strong out of the East, but I think the Canes can win it all. Could. All right, Ryan, but, I'm going to save you for last because, of course, he took both of mine. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to make it short, sweet, and to the point. Obviously, once again, like I said, we we all hang out. We all – kind of think alike on some things and then we're far apart on the others. Uh, as far as the hurricanes, the the one player you forgot to uh, mention, the the good old young boy, uh, Svechnikov. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how, I mean, the, the guy is amazing. <laughs> I just, I don't know how he does it. I mean, he's like Houdini with the, with the puck on the ice. You, you don't know where it's at. And then all of a sudden it's in the net and it's great. You know, he may not have the hardest shot, but he's got some of the best hands that I've seen in a long time out of a young player. So uh, I'll make it short and sweet with that. I got the, I got kind of almost the opposite. I got the hurricanes making the deep run. And uh, as I said earlier, I did write an article a long time ago. And uh, right when the season started, I did a hot takes article or a, you know, bold predictions article and I wrote about exactly pretty much everything that Lewis just said. I rattled off all those players. I rattled off all those stats. And it boils down to which Bobrovsky are we going to get? Yep. Yep. If we get that Bobrovsky that they signed for, what was it, $90 million or something? I don't even know. If we, if we get that Bobrovsky, they can easily go to and win the Stanley Cup because of all those players because of that goalie and because of that coach there's, you know, Q came back for a reason. He came back to this team for a reason because he saw what it was, what it has and what it was going to be. And he said, 
yeah, this is perfect because I think they underperformed this year, but they were also hit by the injury bug quite a mm-hmm. bit. And that's understandable. If they are all 100% and they practice well and play well together, this team, I, I just, I see them going and winning the Stanley cup. I, I see them being better than almost all the teams on paper up here. So uh, those really were, were my two. If I need to give you one that maybe we'll let Ryan go. And then maybe I'll give you one that maybe he doesn't take. So I'll give you who my dark horse is. I don't think they're going to make it to the finals, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do and they win it. Uh, Lewis touched on them already. Actually, it's the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> um, I think I think they are. They might be the most dangerous team in this tournament. Um, you know, some of the betting odds I was looking at, like they have like a thirty-five to one chance. They're kind of middle, back half, middle of the row of teams coming in. Um, yeah, I, my only question mark for them is that goaltending. They added uh, Vantanen for on the blue line, trying to bolster that up. I think, I mean, Lewis kind of hit on all the players. I think they easily can make a run and win it this year. And I would not be surprised whatsoever. I will give you who I think is going to be in the finals and who I think wins it, which is maybe both teams. You guys probably won't agree with. It's probably a dark horse as it is. So I'll give you that as well since Lewis hit on Carolina already. I have in my finals, I have the Colorado Avalanche losing in seven games and the Stanley Cup finally returning back to Canada to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hey. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a that. hot take. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that a hot take. Wow. That's a... Uh... I'm sweating. I'm schwitzing. Yeah, I know. I just, I like my body temperature went up after he, I was waiting for it, waiting for it. He drops that hammer. I'm thinking, oh, what is he going to say? An easy one? And nope. Drops the hammer with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow. I hey, think, he, I think they, hey I, anything can happen. That's the best part I, about hockey. That's what I was going to say. Best part about hockey in general, but plus with this tournament, there's so many unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with yeah, the layoff, we don't. I, you know, and, and I think a team can easily just get hot and run it. And I think Toronto has everything that they need. They've severely underperformed. Yeah. With yeah. The you, you, that they have. But these guys have made they, me go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. If, if they get hot, I mean, you're almost starting the season up again, right? I mean, you've had so much time off. A lot of teams get hot at the beginning of the season for the first half, quarter of the season and then fizzle out. But if you get hot for the first quarter of a season starting right now, you're going to make that run. So I think, I think Toronto's going to make that run. They're going to win it in seven against Colorado. Wow. Wow. That's good. Well, you know what? I'm, you guys angered me. I shouldn't have let you guys go first because you pretty much <laughs> took everything I was going to say. So I'm just going to, I just want to throw one out there just because I want to pick something that you guys didn't pick. I'm going to actually side with you guys. I'm going to go against my own pick and my dark horse to make a deep run, not necessarily to the cup is going to be the coyotes. Yeah. We see bad Pecorine. We see the Coyotes gain some strength in that first round and win that first round. That's a dangerous team. That is a sneaky dangerous team. It's once again, it's almost like the Islanders. You know, we were talking about like nobody really pays attention to them. They're just always kind of hanging around. They're always kind of there. And, oh, yeah, I can name one or two players. But, no, they're good defensively. I mean, they can stop the puck. They can 
score. They got defensive. They got defensemen that can score. I mean, yeah, Phil Kessel on a team. People forget uh, that. Yeah, they, yeah. No, everybody yeah. forgets that he's on the team. I mean, you he still have veteran leaders. I think he does too. He drives <laughs> to the wrong place. Up. What am I doing in Pittsburgh? This is a McDonald's. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Broad Street. I'm way off. <laughs> No, I think that they have a good combination of a good team to do uh, to or to go farther than people may think, and that's you guys both said it perfectly. This is going to be one of the most fun, I think, playoffs. I don't care if the Hawks get bounced in three games; it's still going to be one of the most yeah. fun playoffs we've ever seen because yeah. we don't know. We have no clue what's going to happen. I mean like you guys said, one team goes on a run and all of a sudden they're in the Stanley cup final. You're like, wait, what are you doing there? You know? And, but that's why baseball and hockey. And I think you two guys, you guys are going to agree with this. What's the saying in baseball and in hockey, there's two seasons, there's the regular season. And then there's the playoffs because they're two different things. All you need to do is make it in. Once you make it in, all bets are off. Unlike basketball, it don't matter if you're one, or if you're eight in a normal playoff format, it doesn't matter. As long as you make it in, who the hell knows? Nobody knows when it comes to playoff time in those two sports. And that's what I love about those sports. And that's what I love about playoffs, especially for hockey and for baseball. Hey, Lewis. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? What do you think about this? I think, because I I do like the Coyotes a lot, as Matt said. What do you think? uh, I think the Coyotes make a deeper run than the Panthers. I wouldn't. I think. Yeah. I think, I think the Panthers. I think the Panthers are a good team. I think this will be good for them. I think they win their first round. I think they get bounced pretty quickly in the second, probably. But I yeah. think that that's a team you'll have to watch out for in the future. I I don't see them making a deep run this year though at all. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. I think Florida gets that second round. I think they make their presence known. I think it's like one of those that they kind of beat beat the shit out of the Islanders kind of, and the Islanders are good. I'm, I think the Islanders are, as we keep saying, they're just kind of forgotten. I like that team. If, you know, you put the Islanders versus, you know, the Canadians or the Islanders versus I don't know, the Rangers, I'd be like, this is an easy pick, but I think Florida gets that second round to make their presence known. We are now a team, but yeah, they get, they get, they get bounced after that, maybe in four. I really, I'm big on the Coyotes. I, I really don't think Nashville Gives them too much trouble. I think it will be a good series. Would not be shocked at all if the Coyotes make it far. I, I Looking at, like, all these teams, there's only a few that I'm like, there's no chance. Like, Dallas, there's no chance. I don't think the Blackhawks have a chance. <laughs> I don't think the Wild have a chance. I don't think um, Columbus has a chance. Canadians and Rangers. So Winnipeg. 16. Winnipeg, yeah, Winnipeg. So 17. Yeah. That's, I mean, usually you're, like, in the playoff start, you're, like, Here's my three teams that are probably going to be there. Here's my maybe four. We're talking, what, nine teams, ten teams right now that we could say have a chance, and that's why this is going to be fun. So anyway, that's kind of crapping on the idea of this, this whole tournament is nuts because I don't – like you said, Matt, the Hawks can get destroyed 5 nothing three straight. I'm watching all these games all the oh, way yeah. through. This is going to be a circus. This is going to be nuts. It's going to be great. Yeah, and I hope – you know what? How fun would it be if the Coyotes made it? Oh, it, and yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to stress to people. And it's funny because, like I said, there's there will be people that will listen to this podcast, and they will – all they're going to hear is Homer. You guys are a bunch of homers. You're a bunch of this. But, but if you actually listen to what all three of us are saying, 
we are all excited to watch this because of all of the teams, because of every matchup, because of everything that's gone into doing this. Every single one of these games is going to be exciting. Some more than the others, like you said, you know, you can turn on a few of them and you'll be like, oh yeah, I kind of figured that was going to happen. But like, this is going to be a lot of fun. And especially when you get to the later rounds, it's going to be even better. You're going to be thinking, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're playing them and here and this. And I know, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, it's. I think you guys have been hitting on the head. Once this first round goes by, I think you're really going to start seeing what happens. After that second round, I think, I mean, I might be speaking obvious here. I think after that second round, you're going to be like, here are your two. I think you're going to be able to kind of pick out the two at the end. Um, I just, I, I think it, as long as it's fun, I, I'm kind of just, I want the Coyotes to win now. I think that's all I'm going to say. I, I, think <laughs> I, my mind up. I think I just want the Coyotes to win. All right. Well, I think, you know, I think, uh, I think the three of us should jump on after the first or second round here and kind of reevaluate and kind of see what's going on and oh, see definitely. What, what happened to our picks. So I think definitely be, we'll, we'll go fun. through a, we'll go through a follow-up and then maybe we'll even, we'll even start making it interesting and, placing some small non-monetary wagers on uh on these on these things i always like doing something like that like maybe we'll make lewis wear a bikini top when he all of his pick loses loses uh in the first round or something like that so (laughs) we'll figure something out guys uh hey lewis thanks for uh coming on today appreciate it look forward to hearing from you uh some more uh ryan why don't you take us out all right guys that was a lot of fun again thanks lewis for jumping on um, you'll be able to find Lewis here. He's going to jump on with us a few more times. My name is Ryan Molester. You can find me on Twitter at Molester3. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TGSA America. Matt? Hi, uh, Matt Bilchick. Yeah, uh, you'll find me at, uh, at Matt1THockey. And uh, I hope everybody has fun. Thanks, guys, for coming. Boom. Done.